Tennessee walks, from Memphis to Bristol, from the legislature to the back roads. Barroom banter on all things Tennessee, the finest state in the union. And now to your hosts, Luke Elliott and Duncan Ng. Y'all have a good holiday? Yes, we did, Luke. Uh, how about you and your folks? Oh, it was pretty good. Now, you shared with me earlier that you had gone to the casino. Yeah, I've got to say uh, I, I made an investment uh, at the Treasure Bay Casino. Unfortunately, uh, that particular share in the market tanked on me. So uh looks like I'm going to have to go back and reinvest some more there uh, a little later in the week. But uh I need to clarify that that is not an investment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all a matter of perspective, I reckon. Yeah, you remember that time we went up to New Jersey to see our good buddy Mickey and had to uh, drive all the way back to Tennessee the next morning after going to Atlantic City. That wasn't a very fun day, was it? Yeah, I tell you, I don't think I've ever had a lighter wallet or a heavier headache in all my life after that night, but it was a lot of fun. I tell you, there's memories from that trip I'll never forget. Uh, I sure do miss seeing Mickey and his folks. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. You know, of course, the events yesterday, I think, shook a lot of people up. It was, it was pretty shocking to see the Capitol like that, and we're really trying to get less political on this show so we're not really going to talk about that because everybody else is talking about it everybody's got their opinions but something that i had realized the other day is that every time you start thinking things are bad or the world is in worse shape than it's ever been you can find events in history that show you that history repeats itself and you know those people got through it yeah you're exactly right you know people were talking about how this country had gone to hell yesterday, but it's like they had all of a sudden forgotten what this country looked like on December 20th, 1860 uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, when Char- when South Carolina seceded and the, the Civil War started. I mean, this is, this is mild compared to that, and we'll get through this just like we have every other trial we faced as a nation. Well, and we're talking today a little bit about the Battle of Athens. You're a better storyteller than I am, so I'll, I'll let you start into that. Well, I've, I've got to say, my knowledge of the Battle of Athens really comes from when I was at UT. I had a professor, Dr. Ted Brown, who's now deceased, but his family had a colorful history with Tennessee and actually played a role in this event. But for those of our listeners that don't know, in the great state of Tennessee, in August 1st and 2nd of 1946, in McMahon County, Tennessee, there was a huge ordeal. And basically, it was this group of citizens that was mostly comprised of World War II veterans who were accusing local officials of police brutality, predatory policing, and voter intimidation. And what was happening was the officials in McMahon County, Tennessee, were tied into Boss Crump, who was based out of Memphis. They were tied into his political machine. And anytime his candidate ran, they made sure he got elected, whether he really did or not. They would stuff the ballot boxes or tell people, you better go in there and vote for our guy. Or they would say, hey, we'll give you this bottle of bourbon if you go in there and vote for, for our guy. And uh, the vets, when they came back, were just absolutely sick of that stuff. And so what amounted is between August 1st and 2nd, 
they confiscated all the ballot boxes in the county, locked them in the county jail with some 55 odd deputies there guarding those ballot boxes. And the veterans surrounded the jail and still had most of their government issued firearms that they had carried home from the war. And they said, boys, y'all bring those ballot boxes out or we're going to start shooting. And needless to say, the shooting started. And there's varying accounts for how long it lasted. Some folks say it lasted 30 minutes. Some folks say it lasted for several hours. But what did happen was eventually the veterans came out on top. The entire slate of elected officials in McMinn County was disbanded. New ones were reelected. It broke the back of Boss Crump's political machine in that area. And I think it's interesting to add this on to the end. The next day after the battle, there were only minor injuries, by the way, through the course of this whole event, uh, some minor wounds. But the next day, the New York Times decided to stick their nose into our business. And they reported that a sheriff had been killed, some roughly 2,000 people had been involved, and it was an absolute massacre, which was completely false. So uh, I think it just goes to show you whether it's 1946 or 2021, sometimes the media tends to over-sensationalize things. But I'm glad we got to talk about the Battle of Athens today because it's a really neat story about Tennessee politics. It's a good story about Tennesseans taking their future into their own hands and forcibly taking back their liberty from a tyrannical government at that point, a county government. And uh, I just think it is a testament to the will of the great people in the great state of Tennessee. Well, and we're not really saying what happened yesterday was correct. I think the people at the Battle of Athens were a little more justified in their anger. But the similarities here are that, you know, you had police brutality, which we saw from the riots this summer, the BLM riots, and then the allegations of corrupt elections, which were fanned out yesterday. So the point is, there's no new issues here. Uh, People have always been fighting over these issues and made it through it back then. And, you know, hopefully we'll make it through it again. I agree with you. And I think uh, that if anything is true, it's the fact that not just Tennessee, but this nation has survived much worse things. We have survived the British coming onto our shores and burning our White House and Capitol building. We've survived a civil war where over a million Americans, North and South, were, were killed. And we have gotten through it and gotten over it. So I think that we just need to look within ourselves as Americans and look to our the example of our ancestors and realize that we can survive this and we will be all right. And the only political statement I will make on it is when you lock people in their house or take away their ability to earn a living, they're going to go crazy. And we are seeing this on both sides with the riots this summer and the riot yesterday. People are not doing okay. The working class is not doing okay and they're furious, but they're also scared. And that's what fuels stuff like this is fear. And so I hope people from both sides will have the empathy to try to understand why this stuff is happening. Because some of these people at both of the riots were not crazy people. They just, they don't have, they're running out of money, they've lost their job, and they don't know what to do. And I think, you know, a lot of these ivory tower elitists are quick to condemn these sorts of things, but they really don't understand it. You and me can't really understand the fear. So 
anyways i agree i mean and when you threaten people's livelihood they're they're bound to act in a rash manner and can you blame them of course not you and i have acted in a rash manner for no reason (laughs) (laughs) yes i think anybody that's ever known us could uh, say that uh, we've acted much crazier for much less but i just i just think at the end of the day we need to all remember that we are all american we all at least i hope love this great nation and need to try to come together and work together for the future of this nation because we are still an experiment we are the first and only nation in the world that decided to give all governance to its people and and chose a bottom-up kind of government not a top-down and we are still an experiment in that and we need to remember that and be mindful of that and be careful and guarded of that yeah and these events should really be wake-up calls to the politicians in realizing that they're very out of touch on both sides our legislators are not governing on what the people want and there's a big disconnect so you know again you and i both feel that none of this was right you know you can't destroy property that's what really makes me the angriest from all this is is destroying other people's property that they've worked hard on even though you could argue that the right yesterday was public property but regardless it's still not right but you know you can always look to history to understand the present and so whenever something like this happens i try to go back and look at what may relate there's a there's a wonderful historian out of nashville i think his instagram name is the nashville i wish i knew but he's he's written a lot of good stuff recently about tying corona to the spanish flu and you know the nashville bombing to various events but it really is is interesting to to look back and and understand that human behavior does not change the circumstances do but there will always be evil there will always be poor people and there will always be anger and it takes bold leaders to overcome that and i don't think our leaders have been very bold lately that's definitely true and you know we all know the old adage that those who do not know their history are damned to repeat it and i think if we do look at our history and know our history we'll be a lot less worried about what's going on now and what may happen in the future because as i mentioned earlier we have been through similar circumstances before and for the most part a lot worse circumstances before and we've come out all right so we just need to take a lesson from our history books about it right well you gotta fit in your advertisement we're gonna try to not do advertisements on this show but i understand your grandfather who we'll have on granddaddy joe is opening him up a furniture store down there in biloxi so i want you to give him a little air time yes of course we wouldn't have it any other way uh, my granddaddy Joe is opening up a store in Diabaville, Mississippi, right outside of Biloxi, called Gulf Coast Discount Betting and More. And it's right off in the J&J Shopping Center. So we'd encourage all y'all, it'll be open by late February, early March. We'll encourage y'all to come on in, buy you a mattress, and sit down and chat with us for a spell. And uh, we may even sneak off to the back room and have us a glass of bourbon together if you make a purchase. But we sure encourage you to come see Granddaddy Joe at a Gulf Coast Discount Bedding and More. Well, I just want to remind them both of you that 
you cannot smoke cigarettes inside the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna figure that out at a later date. Yeah, you know that that'll be good. We'll we'll have to get Granddaddy Joe on soon. You tell him we're uh, we're waiting. Well, we know, you know, Granddaddy Joe was an old Tennessee politico in his time, too, so he'd love to tell some stories about the, the good old days or maybe the bad old days. Yeah, Memphis, I mean, we were talking about Boss Crump. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I can I can add a quick little story about that. I have a good friend in Memphis. I'm not going to say his name, but his father was in the insurance business once upon a time in Memphis in the, the 40s. And... Uh, actually worked for E.H. Crump Insurance, which is Edward Hole Crump Insurance, which is was what Boss Crump's real name was. And uh, he was called into Boss's office one day, and Boss gave him this little paper sack that had something in it, and he told him uh, that he needed him to run that by Dr. So-and-so's office there in Memphis, just right up from the, uh, the insurance office. And the guy said, well, yes, sir, I'll be glad to do it, boss. And he walked out, went up to the doctor's office, handed him the paper sack. And the, the doctor goes, you don't know what's in here, do you? And he goes, well, no, I didn't look. And he goes, this here is a urine sample from boss's maid. It's being brought here to test if she's pregnant. So uh, boss uh, was having some fun with his house staff. But people still knew you didn't mess with boss. All that happened with my friend's father was he did the errand. He went back and he said, boss, uh, I appreciate everything. And then he submitted his resignation letter and went out and founded his own insurance company there in Memphis. But it's just funny to hear all the little stories that tie people into these great political figures in Tennessee. Yeah, and we're going to start having some of those people on. We were going to have a couple of people today, but they're up in D.C. and... Uh, I don't think it's a very good time to, to to bother those people, so we just let them be. But yeah, we'll they're a little busy. Yeah, they're a little busy. Uh, but we'll start having some people on now that the holidays are over. It's busy time for everybody. But I guess we're gonna we're gonna go pretty short today, Duncan. But that's all right. You know, people can't take too much of us. Lord, no, we wouldn't want them to get sick of us before we ever get raring to go. All right, Duncan. We'll take care. Hey.